Why are police photographing our license plate? What are we doing for veterans returning home damaged physically and mentally, suffering from depression, homelessness, and suicide? Why did the Supreme Court deposit corporate money into our electoral process? Should we redefine middle class as working poor? Or is it just another Wall Street merger? What's really behind new voter picture ID laws in certain states? Why aren't NBC, ABC, CBS, and Fox asking these questions? Welcome to the Reasonable Voice radio show. I'm your host, Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice. The mission of the Reasonable Voice is to connect the dots between politics and finance, the need for better and more affordable education, our humanity, world peace, and, of course, the arts, which we then gladly provide our listeners, the voting public, as informative food for thought to provoke their self-determination and appetite for equal economic opportunity and justice for all without truth decay. The Reasonable Voices are advocates prioritizing education, preserving our history, leading by example for a peaceful and prosperous world by evoking and embracing both creative artists and political unity as solutions to our challenges. Good afternoon and welcome to the Reasonable Voices talk radio show. My guests today, I have two today, Ethan Long, the executive director of the Virginia Institute of Autism, and Larry Garretson, the, the director of communications. Larry, did I get your last name correct? That is absolutely correct. Okay. Thank you, Rolando. Uh, my, my pleasure. And my name, of course, is Marcello Rolando, and welcome, Ethan Long. How are you? I'm doing fine today. Thank you. Okay. Well, then, we're set. We are talking today because April is Autism Awareness Month. So, Ethan, could you tell us a bit about uh, your role as the executive director and how long you've had it? Absolutely, sure. This is Ethan. And, uh, you know, I became executive director about eight years ago here at the Virginia Institute of Autism. And my role is ultimately to help provide uh, oversight and strategic leadership to all of our programs that we have going. And, um, you know, we have been in existence. This is our 22nd year. We're a nonprofit. We're headquartered here in Charlottesville, Virginia. But we serve really most of central Virginia, and we have uh, about an hour around uh, Charlottesville is where our service area extends. Um, We offer three core programs. We have our uh, James C. Hormel School, which is a day school, which goes year-round and serves uh, students with autism. Uh, And then we have our outpatient behavioral services program, where uh, we are serving folks in the homes, uh, in their homes, in our specialty clinic or out in the community. Sometimes we partner with school districts to serve uh, other folks with autism as well. Uh, And we also have more recently expanded that outpatient program to actually serve adults with autism as well. And our final program is our adult program, and there we cover our adult academy where we're serving uh, uh, 14 young adults with autism who uh, we're teaching them life skills, we're teaching them vocational skills, and we're teaching them how to uh, have healthier lifestyles and access uh, some of the things that they enjoy in our community. And so that program is one of the other programs we have ongoing at, at VIA. 
You know, and Ethan, I am particularly interested in the adult program, and we'll get back to that. But first, let's give Larry. Larry Gerritsen, Director of Communications, I am so uh, appreciative of your efforts to uh, make this uh, interview happen and just wanted to give that shout out to your efficiency and persistence. <laughs> but Larry, um, I would imagine since um, I find that when I speak to people who are in, in, who are involved in helping uh, anyone with any mental challenges, uh, mental illness, mental health, uh, that the biggest thing is making people see individuals as individuals. Is that one of your challenges as director of communications? Well, actually, it's one of my great joys to be able to tell stories about uh, particular people and uh, the impact of the services that VIA can provide to them. I came on the, uh, with the organization about a year and a half ago when we were in the middle of putting together our celebration. Uh, to mark our 20th anniversary as an organization. And in the process of that, I, I got to kind of get my feet wet with Zaya um, by talking to a lot of the founding families who helped to, um, were the kind of grassroots energy that helped to create this institute to provide autism services to people in need. Um, the, 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 the power of their need, Marcello, is what created, created this um, organization right from the start. Uh, autism um, is, a, is a very challenging condition for many of the people uh, who have it. It cuts off um, interpersonal connection. Uh, it makes communication more difficult. It, it provides, generates um, behavioral challenges. And uh, the families that founded VIA were just desperate to find um, solutions to those problems. Fortunately, those solutions were out there. And, and Ethan can talk a little bit. He's the clinical expert mm-hmm. of the two of us. He can talk a little bit about what it is that actually works against autism, but right from my beginnings with the organization, I got a very full sense uh, of just how strong those challenges are and just how meaningful it is when those challenges get met by services that help to move the needle against the symptoms of autism. So I was really just delighted to be a part of this organization and to start to tell some of those stories. Fantastic. And Ethan, I imagine uh, as April is the uh, month for making people aware of what autism is, you have um, uh, quite a full schedule of events throughout the month. And they, uh, I guess, part of the purpose of those events are to to increase the public awareness and and connection, I think, with VIA and and your mission. Tell us a bit about that, Ethan. Absolutely, yeah. We have... uh... Uh, you know, our mission is really to help people overcome the challenges of autism by providing evidence-based and innovative services and programs in each of the three areas that I described, in education, outreach, and adult services and programs. And so, you know, I think that's really the core and the commonality across all the programs is that evidence-based practice. You know, there's so many different uh, treatment methods and modalities out there, and one of the things that many families find very difficult is trying to, to identify what are those evidence-based practices, what are those things that have peer-reviewed research that shows that they can really improve those outcomes for folks with autism. And at VIA, uh, that's part of what we do, is really make certain that we're employing those types of um, uh, research-based, uh, state-of-the-art clinical and educational practices. And so, um, but we realize that it takes more than just VIA, it takes a community, ultimately. And so, a big part of what we like to do in April is uh, we partner with our, our community to really put on a whole host of events 
um, that uh, help the community understand that, yes, there, for some folks, there are challenges with autism, but it is a spectrum disorder, and that reflects a wide variation in the challenges and strengths possessed by each person with autism. And it's important for our community to be aware of that. Um, and so we do a whole host of events. Uh, we've got a gallery opening that's happening at City Space. We've got a free cone day at Ben and Jerry's. We partnered with Ben and Jerry's, and we're able to do, um, uh, you know, give out some free ice cream to mm. the community, and but make people a little bit more aware of our mission. And then, of course, we have our big. Um, run for autism 5k which is on april 14th and it's absolutely a celebration of uh all the hard work and and our families and our community where we bring everybody together we have a, a wonderful children's run that uh starts kicks things off where you see many of um our, our children in the community and some of our students running and then we have our walk and run at absolute 5k with a big dance party celebration sort of at the end and it really it makes for a great weekend and it's a it's a wonderful event we we so appreciate mark lorenzoni and the folks over at ragged mountain running who help us with that all of these events are ongoing throughout throughout the month of April, and really, it's it's a chance for us to to help people be made more aware of some of the challenges that folks with autism may may uh, exhibit and some of their families' experience, and also, but to try to also influence the community to be a little bit more inclusive and to be a little bit more accepting and and understanding of of some of those uh, challenges. Okay, Larry, back to you. Uh, tell us about the iLab preview. Yeah, so um, it's a little early uh, to let the lid off of that. We're having a big announcement um, later in this month. But what can I what I can say is that um, you know we are uh, having a uh, um, community workshop uh, at the Tom Tom Festival mm-hmm. coming up on the April eleventh. Uh, yes, uh, at six thirty at City Space, and the focus of that workshop is to talk about sort of ground level local innovations in delivery of autism services to adults with autism. And so we have some partnerships out there. Uh, partnership with Darden School is, is one of them, where we are going to be working on ways to use uh, um, you know business development practices, good sort of entrepreneurial business management practices to create opportunities for adults uh, on the autism spectrum. Uh, uh, underemployment for adults with autism is a uh, very pressing national problem. There have been a number of studies, and one of the numbers that's out there is that less than 20% of young adults with autism have any experience, ongoing experience, uh, in the in the in the work environment and work. That's a huge challenge for our families and for families with autism all over the country. So what we're doing is finding partners, and Darden Darden is one of them to help us sort of uh, invent the future of how we can uh, start to move that that needle for families. Excellent. Thank you, Larry. Uh, Ethan, yeah. I, I want uh, in our next segment, I want to talk in more detail about the Adult Academy program. As I mentioned, it's it's something very dear to my heart. But before we take a break, uh, give us the dates for the Free Cone Day at the Ben & Jerry's event at Barracks Road. Dates and time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. That's on Tuesday, April 10th. 
and it'll go from about 12 noon to uh, 8 p.m. And again, it's a free cone day, but any any uh, change or dollars that you donate uh, will all go to the Virginia Institute of Autism. And so uh, it's a wonderful event, and and uh, we'll have some of our staff and, and, and friends out uh, helping uh, Dole Ice Cream out and, and uh, telling folks a little bit more about our mission. So really looking forward to that, and that's on Tuesday, April 10th. And, and Doug, you wanted to give a shout out to Doug? Absolutely, yeah. Doug and his crew—they make just—they are just wonderful supporters. They keep—they uh, keep us, uh, you know, in their thoughts as uh, throughout the year, and they invite us back every year. And so, Doug and the whole crew at Ben and Jerry's down on Barracks Road—they're great folks, and uh, we couldn't do it without them. So we really appreciate their continued support. Now, yeah, you... Marcello, any... go ahead. Marcello, anybody who's anybody who's walked into that uh, Ben and Jerry's knows the spirit of that place. Um, it's just a great sort of community-centric, really um, fun-loving place, and it's just a—it's a it's a real pleasure to be there for a full day in April and for uh, to keep going back uh, with their support year after year. So yes, and uh, one other thing you mentioned, one of you, uh, uh, the gallery opening at City Space. Can you tell me? Uh, I know that's first Friday, uh, April sixth, fifth, and seventh that w- that weekend. But uh, what do you mean gallery opening? We'll have a, a couple of big boards on display. Anybody who's been in city space knows what these look like. They're big uh, six by eight foot gallery displays. Just with kind of uh, basic information about VIA and the programs that we um, we provide, the extent of the need that we address. Um, you can just uh, learn a, a good bit about autism, and there's going to be a special board with a focus on uh, the challenges of uh, adulthood. Uh, and autism as well. Um, so uh, just photographs, testimonials, statistics, a good chance to learn some basics about autism. And uh, like you said, the reception that um, celebrates the opening of that um, month-long exhibit is uh, on Friday the 6th. It's the first Friday's event, so please wander in, meet some of our families, learn a, bit, a little bit more about autism, and uh, join us between 5 and 7 at City Space. Okay, uh, we're going to go to a break soon, uh, but um, Ethan, I'm antsy about getting into the Adult Academy program. I've worked with um, uh, children who have autism, but the funding for school-based services ends at the age of 21. Every time I hear that, it's as though uh, you know people think that all of a sudden at 21, someone who has autism, who, who is dealing with autism, or the family, uh, or any mental health issues, suddenly doesn't need your financial support. And, 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 you know, and even more than financial support, I'll tell just a quick story. I, when I first came back from New York City, I did get a job at a middle school because a friend recommended it so strongly, and they were looking for a drama teacher, etc. And I met a number of individuals in middle school who were living with autism, and they were put into my drama class because of the structure, I guess, but nobody comes into a rehearsal of mine and doesn't get involved. And they're just amazing memories of how all these kids wanted to do was be treated like kids, you know? And and we did wonderful things. A, A morning news show that really was a morning news show, not just the lunch menu. 
uh, and I learned so much. There was one young lady, one quick story, and we'll go to segment two. One young lady, Dana, who was uh, constantly writing in my class, and I still gave her one line in the show, and she always came in right when she should. At the end of the uh, semester, I asked what she had been writing, and she showed it to me. It was a play. So there she was, everyone thinking that maybe she needed to write because she didn't know what was going on, even though she never missed a cue. She knew she was writing a play. She had made that connection. Anyway, I'm going to stop with that, and we're going to come back very soon after the break with Ethan Long, the executive director of the Virginia Institute of Autism, and its director of communications, Larry Garretson. And we're going to talk about what happens not only with children and families uh, living with and dealing with autism, but what happens when they turn 21. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now, enjoy Watchfire Music featuring vocal artist Jenny Burton singing Tear Down the House from Is Anybody Listening? Welcome back to the Reasonable Voices talk show. I'm your host, Marcello Rolando. My guests today are the executive director of the Virginia Institute of Autism, Ethan Long, and its director of communications, Larry Garretson. And as I have been uh, telling the gentleman and you, I am particularly interested in hearing about the challenges as well as the successes and the need for financial support for the Adult Academy program and for all adults and families as well as uh, those under 21 uh, who are dealing with the uh, autism and mental health issues in general. But particularly today, we're talking about autism and that it is a family issue. Uh, If you've seen one person with autism, you've seen one person with autism, which is the truth. But too many people think, you know, Uh, these issues are all the same. So, Ethan, let's start with you again, if we could. What are, first of all, why, which seems like a silly question, but I'd like to hear your take on it. Why would funding for school-based services end at age 21? Well, the 
truth is, you know, we've had this incredibly rapid rise in the incidence of autism and the prevalence of autism. I mean, today we're diagnosing one in 68 children actually mm-hmm. are being found to have autism. And over the last 10 years, our Virginia school system, we've averaged a thousand new cases of autism each year for the last 10 years. So we've had this enormous increase. Um, one of the things we do know is, and, and there's been much more study in part because of the public schools who've had to uh, sort of carry the weight in terms of, of treatment and, and supporting folks with autism. There's been much more study with children. And we do find that, you know, early intervention, like the type you can get at the Virginia Institute of Autism, is very important for trying to help improve outcomes for folks with autism. But as you mentioned, and there's just been less study, frankly, of adults with autism. And part of that is that there's a, we talk about waves and cliffs, and there's an actual wave right now of people who have been diagnosed with autism, adolescents who are going to be moving into that adult world, mm-hmm. transitioning over into the adult world as they turn age 21, because most of the adolescents and children with adult, with um, autism, they receive services from the school until they turn at 21, and they actually will be moving into that adult system, and there's about uh, 500,000 adults in the United States that we anticipate will be moving, I'm sorry, adolescents that will be moving into adulthood in the next six to 10 years, Mm -hmm. actually. So we talk about that as the wave of autism that's going to be moving into the adult system, which has been underfunded, as you mentioned, as well as understudied in terms of what what we can be doing to support them. We talk about that as a cliff um, because some of the statistics that you, we've been learning about for some of our adults, you know, 60% of folks with autism spectrum disorder might go to college, but only 10% actually graduate. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've had uh, unemployment statistics where we have uh, up to 80% of people on the autism spectrum are either unemployed or underemployed, not really getting the full, uh, that full uh, meaningful employment that, that they would need to be more independent. Um, 80% are actually un- unemployed. And then, you know, many of our adults with autism, they actually end up living at home with their parents, and if you ask a parent of a adult with autism, a, a, their child with autism, sort of what is your biggest fear? Many will tell you that it's what's gonna happen to mm. my child when I'm gone, because yes. I'm the primary caregiver. And so so helping you know, our academy program at, at VIA, ultimately the goal here is to try to continue to teach our, and use evidence-based practices to teach our young adults how to be more independent, how to get a job, because we all know that, you know, a job is more than just a paycheck. It yes. helps define us. It gives our lives meaning and value. Uh, and then how also to be more uh, independent and, and to, to have a quality of life, how to get out there, take the bus, how to go to a movie, how to enjoy the, the local gym. So really trying to help uh, give our adults the skills they need to be uh, have a greater quality of life and to be more independent. Now, Larry, uh, early on, you mentioned the couple that started VIA, uh, the Virginia Institute of Autism. Uh, But at that time, when they started it, there was no adult program because most people were unaware that that was necessary, or why? Enlighten us. Yeah, well, um, because there was very little available in the way of autism services for people of any age. Um, uh, You know, it's interesting. There are are a number of uh, uh, programs like ours at the Virginia Institute of Autism around the country, and 
two organizations that started like us from the grassroots, parents um, just desperate to find adequate services for their kids. Those services were not available in schools. They were not available almost anywhere in the country. Um, other pure organizations like us that started in that way tend to be about 20 years old. And the reason for that is it was really only first about 20 years ago that it was just starting to become widely understood that there is science, there is evidence that we can apply to the challenges of autism that actually help against the core symptoms of autism. And when our parents and other parents in other localities around the country started to discover that, they latched onto it and they tried to create places where that those services could impact their families, could help their families. Schools was the obvious place to start with autism services, um, but then as that, um, as Ethan mentioned, this the, the wave uh, began to develop um, as services became more um, widely available, diagnosis became a little more widely available as well, and so the numbers started increasing, schools became overtaxed, places like VIA, we've expanded our programs consistently over the 20 years, and we're filled to capacity uh, every time we do, uh, the wave kept building. So uh, I think um, school services were where we started with autism services, and now that those students who started with their school services 20 years ago are starting to age out of those services, we now have to solve the problem, just like they did 20 years ago with schools. We have to solve the problem for what to do for our adults. By and large, those answers have tended to be around day supports, what we call day program, programs that provide opportunities for adults to engage with the community, just like ours does and a number of other programs do. But uh, it's time now to start solving the deeper, bigger, potentially more impactful challenges of employment and education. Uh, and so that's uh, that's where we find ourselves at this moment and why we find ourselves uh, coming to TomTom Tom Fest next month to talk about the challenges for adult uh, programming and adult, adult employment opportunities as well. So. Ethan, Larry mentioned something that was triggered the next question I had in mind, so I'm going to ask you, are we seeing more cases, the increase in the numbers of children and adults, uh, ultimately, uh, living with autism because the research is better? Were they always there? We just were ignoring them? So, honestly, we don't we can't say. We know that the definition of di- uh, the di- uh, that comprises the diagnosis of autism yes. is um, we're sort of casting a wider net, as it were. Mm. But there's no blood test at this point in time. There's no genetic test that can ultimately confirm, you know, that this is an autism diagnosis. The, the diagnosis itself is made by trained professionals who do observations of behavior. That's why we call, we refer to it often as a spectrum. But the disorder, you know, uh, the, uh, we don't know the etiology, the causes just yet. But uh, so I think there is a bit of that. We have uh, sort of, we've, we've got uh, you know, we've cast a wider net. Mm-hmm. So that's a part of the reason for the increase. But that being said, honestly, we get more calls from parents, uh, healthcare providers in the community, school districts in the community, that where the rubber hits the road in terms of families needing support in our community, um, we're seeing a much greater increased need. And so we have more and more folks that are calling us. Right now, Virginia is actually ranked 39th in the State of the Union in terms of how well we take care of people with developmental disabilities like autism. And I think we need to do better than that, and uh, we should. I mean, right now, autism is more common than pediatric cancer, AIDS, and childhood diabetes combined, yet it's 
underfunded. It's it's one of the least funded um, disorders in terms of the research and service dollars that go towards it. So there's a lot of work still to be done. Yes, uh, you 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 guys have you're so great. I mean, every time I ask something in your answer, I get the answer to my next question. <laughs> but you know, I don't know that we, or I, I'm pretty certain I didn't ask it, but you say developmental challenges, you say uh, spectrum disease. Can you, Ethan, tell us uh, what is autism? Sure, sure. Well, it really, it's it's a range of conditions, but they're really characterized by, you know, some core components, right? And, and the first one is, you know, really challenges with social skills and social interactions. Um, folks with autism, you know, by definition, have a difficulty with social interactions. Um, the, the second key sort of indicator is that there are um, challenges with communication, both verbal and nonverbal communication. Um, that needs to be present in order for us to have an, an autism di- diagnosis. And then, you know, another area that is uh, often um, a, a, like a core symptom, if, if you will, is uh, repetitive behaviors or stereotypical type behaviors or sort of this ritualistic routines. And so those three areas, the communication disturbance, the impaired social interactions and then this repetitive behavior or stereotypical type behaviors and, and, and changes in routine, that really comprises the autism spectrum diagnosis, um, exhibiting those characteristics. Now, autism, again, you, you sort of said it, if you've seen one person with autism, you've seen only one person with autism because of the, there's so many variations, both in terms of the challenges in each of those areas, but also in terms of the strengths possessed by each person with autism. But ultimately, those are the three core areas. There's also a whole host of comorbid or associated conditions that go along with autism, uh, everything from sleep disturbances to seizure disorders uh, to intellectual disability. Um, so there's a whole range of other types of disorders, anxiety, ADHD, that are also commonly found with folks with autism as well who have that. But as um, because of the, you know, generally speaking, you know, we typically, def- you know, can diagnose autism around three years of age. We can do it as young as 18 months of age. But one of the things we know, I don't want to be all gloom and doom here, is that, you know, if we can get intensive early intervention and focused intervention to those individuals that are diagnosed with autism, we generally can get better outcomes for them and we can help them more with communication, better social interaction, and to try to learn some of these uh, more tolerance in patients along with, you know, challenges and changes in routine, which, you know, that's the goal of the Virginia Institute of Autism ultimately is to try to get that uh, evidence-based practices in, you know, to those folks so we can really change the, the outcomes for them. Yes. Larry. And what that means, yeah, and what that means, Marcello, for the, the lives of the families that we reach uh, is that, um, you know, they can have dinner together at the table. Um, yes. Whereas behavior and communication may have been lacking or disruptive in the past, we can help to change that for these families so that they can have dinner at the table. They can have a, a you know, a, a, a time together. One of our families once said to me, you know, we're able to create family memories. And that means, you know, going out to dinner, um, being in public. Yes. Um, uh, able to t- create family memories because of the treatment that Vi has been able to provide for them. And Larry, also, thank you for jumping in on that. Uh, 
because that's a very because we we just don't un, unless you are involved with someone who is uh, uh, dealing with or has autism if that's the correct way of putting it you just lump people we we have a bad habit of that but let's uh I'll go with Ethan and say you know rather than being all doom and gloom I'm going to ask you Larry and Ethan for that matter too just jump in but Larry how do we get involved how do we help I know uh Ethan mentioned the 5K race but uh, every time you guys uh, add another program it fills up so quickly um, t- tell us Larry how do what do we do yeah, well um, the, the one thing to say too is that the other thing that families say all the time about the impact of autism on their lives is how isolating it is mm-hmm. so um, I, what I would say is that autism awareness month provides abundant opportunities for people in our community to start to connect with the people that we serve, the other people on the autism spectrum in our community. These are social occasions, and social and community occasions are the antidote to isolation. So that's why April is such an important um, time for our families and uh, and for uh, us as an organization. The other thing we should say is that both Free Cone Day um, and um, the Run for Autism 5K on April 14th are fundraising opportunities. Visit us on FreeCon Day and bring a few dollars to, to share to help fund our programs. And uh, Run for Autism 5K is a peer-to-peer fundraising occasion. Sign up for the race. Reach out to your friends. Communicate to them a little bit about uh, what autism is, what it means, and what our services mean to our families, and ask them to donate to support the cause. Last year, we had 1,400 registrants for the race. Marcello, that's a, that's a big wow. chunk of our community that got wow. involved. And we raised $125,000 for autism services. Uh, uh, this year, we're hoping to raise 150. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason we want to grow is that we want to expand our services. So I uh, think I'll talk a little bit more about that. But um, please come out. Please support us. Please sign up for the race and uh, help make a difference for our families. And and don't be afraid of the word run. You can walk in the 5K, too. <laughs> you can also just... You can also just volunteer as well. We, we, we have all, all types, all you know, walks of life, so to speak. So we're happy with just having folks come out. I had a, uh, a participant friend last year who came to it and said, you know, Ethan, uh, I go to a lot of these 5Ks. This one had the most smiles at mm. the end, and that's what made his day. And, and um, you know, it is, as I mentioned, it's a celebration because what we ultimately want to do is create a more welcoming, accepting community. Yes. And, you know, folks support of that really makes a huge difference for our families. And and you can form teams of family and friends and go as a team. And not only uh, someone with autism can be involved in the race, but the families and friends also form a group and go along together. How's that for support? What, what do you like? Absolutely. Uh-huh. And they get so uh, enthusiastic about it that they will. you will see teams out there all wearing the same T-shirt. Of course, we have a great Run for Autism T-shirt and folks who participate year after year have a pretty big elaborate collection of our t-shirts for the race but um, the teams get really into it yeah okay well, uh, you know, this has been incredibly informative. Let's just again, uh, first Friday, give a few dates there, um, Larry, um, you yeah. know, when things happen. April 14th, we know, is the 5K, but go ahead. Yep, Friday, April 6th, first Friday. 
Friday's gallery opening at City Space on the downtown mall. Please, please come and join us as you're moving from space to space on the downtown mall on first Fridays. Uh, free Cone Day, April 10th at Ben & Jerry's in Barracks Road from noon until 8 at night. We have our Tom Tom Festival Community Workshop on adult services and innovations in adult services on uh, the 11th of April at 6.30, again at City Space. Run for Autism 5K, April 14th. And you can sign up now at runforautism5k.org. Okay. So www.runforautism, A-U-T-I-S-M, 5, number 5, k.org. Ethan, any final words for us? Take us out. Want to thank everyone for the community support. We look forward to seeing you at one of these events. And if anyone at all has any uh, questions or wants to get more engaged or involved, you know, be a part of our mission, we welcome you. You can always find out more information on our full webpage, which is www.viaschool.org. I'm glad I asked you that. Thank you. Uh, so we have been talking to Ethan Long, the executive director of the Virginia Institute of Autism, and Larry Gerritsen, director of communications of Virginia Institute of Autism. It has been a tremendous conversation, eye-opening. There's lots to come in April to educate oneself, but do visit those websites as well. Thank you, uh, Ethan and Larry, for being on the show today. We greatly appreciate it. And we wish you all the best in April and in every month for all the people you help and all that VIA does. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Bye now. And now, enjoy Watchfire Music, featuring vocal artist Julia Wade singing Beautiful from her new CD, Sunday Morning. in becoming one of the reasonable voices heard around the world. James Webb, who needs veterans? Minutemen, Yanks and Rebs, Doughboys, G.I. Joes and Janes, don't ask, don't tell. Veterans are what become of those we send off to war to kill or be killed, even bleed out in foreign lands, keeping us free to stay behind without a peak of war's grim and grand.
kind. Veterans are what's left of the 1% we tell, go to war is hell, who return battle-scarred, physically wounded, too often visibly or not, mentally and psychologically maimed. War leaves neither veteran nor nation the same. With or without ticker tape parades, Times Square kiss, or posthumous presidential proclamations, post-war homeland lacks opportunity, welcome home jobs, or life of peace. Admit it. After war, for most, supporting veterans is an empty boast. Dog tags no longer saluted as badge of honor, cheers and support our troops, like government and civilian population, fade away. Our veterans are not left behind by combat buddies on the field, but rather deserted in the waiting rooms, employment offices, and, absent from duty, affordable housing and health care deal. No, not the veteran, but those who give the order. Wave fare thee well, pawn the volunteered blood, sweat, and tears to die, if necessary, to preserve, protect, and defend the ruling corporate empire once again. No, not my friend and yours, the veteran, but those kept safe from harm on American shores. They are the ones who turn away when Johnny comes marching home from wars. There is little less American than those who continue to deny the truth unseen by averted eyes. We are the world. Begins as often in a Wall Street boardroom as a middle American home for Memorial Holiday, memorializing E. coli on the family grill. Yes, we love defenders of our peace, of the millennium of conveniences to which we've become too digitally attached to see beyond the tip of our noses to the melted tip of icebergs, mountaintop removal, intentional coal ash runoffs, and what the fracking regurgitates. Pretend, or even blind, patriotism can run amuck when, as new national pastime, we rest on our laurels, head bowed, eyes lowered, whether to Bible or iPhone. Focused on making the next buck, we toss aside promises now easily disposable at the expense of those we deem expendable. Who needs veterans anyway? Or our defining moment, an Emma Lazarus ideal torched by the Statue of Liberty? When will our our red, white, and blue be brown, yellow, black, and Native American enough for the king in you. In search of quick and easy answers, we fail the fallen in advance and forget the heroes who follow. Now home, lay down the sword, honor the dead, heal both mass-shooting assassinators and families full of dread, live to serve all who've sacrificed and been sacrificed to violence and to war. For those who've stayed and those who've returned, let not one patient's needs be ignored. We are better served not by decapitating heads like veteran Eric Senseki, but rather guaranteeing safe food, clean water, and educational equality, then abolishing privatized prisons for profit and growing police state, a banking and government investment merger to marginalize the brown immigrant and black slave descendant. What all Americans need, civilians and veterans alike, is for the served, the protected, the loved, and the missed, now receive in kind more than meaningless cliches replacing substantive congressional leadership with political fantasy. We need more gender, educational, and economic equality of opportunity, more active grassroots for out-of-many-one advocacy. Veterans, like all Americans, deserve a we-the-people more like Pope Francis than private prison-investing Wall Street bankers. 
Join us. Become one of the reasonable voices heard around the world. Thank you. Thank you for continuing to listen to, support, and share the Reasonable Voice Blog Talk Radio with family and friends, especially online. We enjoy hearing from you, and in response, yes, we are now accepting new company and business advertisers and welcoming organizations seeking to be one of our sponsors. So please do continue to email us at thereasonablevoice at gmail.com. However, if you prefer to simply make a donation, your donations are greatly appreciated and can be made through PayPal by clicking on the donate button found at the top of the homepage of the Reasonable Voice. Website. Thank you for joining us today to make every day as reasonable as possible. We hope you will download and share our downloadable podcasts. I'm Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice, hoping you will become one of the reasonable voices heard round the world. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.